0: Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. Hamlet, Act One.
1: Yet of Hamlet our dear brother's death the memory be green, and that it is us befitted to bear our hearts in grief, and our whole kingdom to be contracted in one brow of woe. Yet so far hath discretion fought with nature, that we with wiser sorrow think on him, together with remembrance of ourselves. Therefore our sometime sister, now our queen, the imperial jointress to this warlike state, have we, As twere with a defeated joy, with one auspicious and one-dropping eye, with mirth in funeral and with dirge in marriage, in equal scale weighing delight and dull taken to wife. Nor have we herein barred your better wisdoms, which have freely gone with this affair along, for all our thanks. And now, Laertes, what's the news with you? You told us of some suit. What is, Laertes? You cannot speak a reason to the Dane, and loose your voice. What was thou beg Laertes? The head is not more native to the heart, the hand more instrumental to the mouth, than is the throne of Denmark to thy father. What was thou have, Laertes?
2: My dread lord, your leave and favour to return to France, for whence though willingly I came to Denmark to show my duty in your coronation, yet now I must confess that duty done, my thoughts and wishes bend again towards France.
3: Have your father's leave. What says Polonius? He hath, my lord, wrung
1: from me my slow leave. I do beseech you, give him leave to go. Take thy fair hour, Laertes. Time be thine, and thy best graces spend it at thy will. But now, my cousin Hamlet, and my son, a little more
4: than kin and less than kind.
1: How is it that the clouds still hang on you?
4: Not so, my lord. I am too much in the sun. Good Hamlet. Pass thy knighted colour off, and let thine eye look like a friend on Denmark.
0: Do not for ever with thy veiled lids seek thy noble father in the dust. Thy knowest is
4: common. All that lives must die, passing through nature to eternity. Ay, madam, it is common. If it be. Why seems it so particular to thee? Seems, madam? Nay, it is. I know not seems. Tis not alone my inky cloak, good mother, nor customary suits of solemn black nor windy suspiration of forced breath, no, nor the fruitful river in the eye, nor the dejected haviour of the visage, together with all forms, moods, shows of grief that can denote me truly. These indeed seem, for their actions that a man might play. But I have that within which passeth show, these but the trappings and the suits of woe.
1: Tis sweet and commendable in your nature, Hamlet, to give these mourning duties to your father. But you must know, your father lost a father, that father lost, lost his and the survivor bound in filial obligation for some term to do obsequious sorrow, but to persevere in obstinate condolment as a course of impious stubbornness. Fie! Tis a fault to heaven, a fault against the dead, a fault to nature, to reason most absurd, whose common theme is death of fathers, and who still have cried from the first course till the he that died today, this must be so. We pray you. Throw to earth this unprevailing woe, and think of us as of a father. For your intent in going back to school in Wittenberg, it is most retrograde to our desire, and we beseech you, bend you to remain here, in the cheer and comfort of our eye, our chiefest courtier, cousin, and our son.
4: Let not thy mother lose her prayers, Hamlet. I pray thee, stay with us. Go not to Wittenberg. I shall, in all my best, obey you, madam.
1: Why, tis a loving and a fair reply. Be as ourself in Denmark. Come away.
4: Oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt! thaw and resolve itself into a Jew. Or that the Everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. Oh God, God, how weary, stale, flat and unprofitable seem to me all the uses of this world. Fiant, fie, it is an unweeded garden that grows to seed. Things rank and gross in nature possess it merely. That it should come to this, that two months dead, nay, Not so much, not too. So excellent a king that was to this, Hyperion to a satyr. So loving to my mother that he might not beteem the winds of heaven visit her face too roughly. Heaven and earth, must I remember? Why, she would hang on him, as if increase of appetite had grown by what it fed on. And yet, within a month, let me not think on't. Frailty, thy name is woman. A little month, or ere those shoes were old with which she followed my poor father's body, like Niobe, all tears. Why, she, even she! Oh, God, a beast that once discourse of reason would have mourned longer. Married with my uncle, my father's brother, but no more like my father than I to Hercules. Within a month... She married. Oh, most wicked speed. To post with such dexterity to incestuous sheets. It is not, nor it cannot come to good. But break my heart, for I must hold my tongue. Hail to your lordship. I'm glad to see you well. Horatio, or I do forget myself. The same, my lord,
5: and your poor servant ever.
4: Sir, my good friend, I'll change that name with you. And what make you from Wittenberg, Horatio? will teach you to drink deep ere you depart. My lord, I came to see your father's funeral. I pray thee, do not mock me, fellow student. I think it was to see my mother's wedding. Indeed, my lord. It followed hard upon. Thrift, thrift, Horatio. The funeral baked meats did coldly furnish forth the marriage tables. Would I had met my dearest foe in heaven or ever I had seen that day, Horatio. My father... Methinks I see my father. Where, my lord? In my mind's eye, Horatio.
5: I saw him once. He was a goodly king.
4: He was a man. Take him for all in all. I shall not look upon his like again. My lord, I think I saw him
5: yesternight. Saw who? My lord, the king your father. The king my father? Season your admiration for a while with an attent ear, till I may deliver this marvel to you.
4: For God's love, let me hear.
5: In the dead vast and middle of the night... A figure like your father appears before me, and goes slow and stately by. I knew your father. These hands are not more like. Then saw you not his face? Oh, yes, my lord. He wore his beaver up. What, looked he frowningly? A countenance more in sorrow than in anger. Pale or red? Nay, very pale. And
4: fixed his eyes upon you?
5: Most constantly. Did you not speak to it? My lord, I did. But answer made it none. Yet once methinks it lifted up its head, and did address itself to motion like as it would speak, but even then the morning cock grew loud, and at the sound it shrunk in haste away and vanished from my sight.
4: Tis very strange.
5: As I do live, my honoured lord, tis true. I would I had been there. It would have much amazed you.
4: Perchance, t'will walk again?
5: I warrant it will.
4: If it assume my noble father's person, I'll speak to it, though hell itself should gape and bid me hold my peace.
2: My necessaries are embarked, farewell. And sister, as the winds give benefit and convoy as assistant, do not sleep. But let me hear from you.
0: Do you doubt that?
2: Hmm, for Hamlet, and the trifling of his favour, hold it, hold it a fashion and a toy in blood, a violet in the youth of Primey nature, forward not permanent, sweet not lasting, the perfume and suppliance of a minute no more.
0: No more but so?
2: Think it no more. Perhaps, perhaps he loves you now, but you must fear. His greatness weighed, his will is not his own. Fear it, Ophelia. Fear it, dear sister, and keep you in the rear of your affection, out of the shot and danger of desire.
0: I shall the effect of this good lesson keep, like watchmen to my heart. But good, my brother, do not, as some ungracious pastors do, show me the steep and thorny way to heaven. Whilst like a puffed and reckless libertine himself, the primrose path of dalliance treads and wrecks, not his own reed.
2: (laughs) Oh, fear me not. I stay too long. Ah,
3: but here my father comes. Yet here, Laertes, aboard, aboard, for shame. The wind sits in the shoulder of your sail, and you are stayed for. There, my blessing with thee. And these few precepts in thy memory look thou character. Give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unproportioned thought his act. Be thou familiar, but by no means vulgar. Those friends thou hast, and their adoption tried, grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel. Give every man thy ear, but few thy voice. Costly thy habit, as thy purse can buy, but not expressed in fancy. Rich, not gaudy. For the apparel oft proclaims the man neither a borrower nor a lender be. For loan oft loses both itself and friend, and borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. (laughs) This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Farewell, my blessing season this in thee. Most humbly do I take my leave, my lord. The time invites you, go,
2: your servants tend. Farewell, Ophelia. And remember well what I have said to you.
0: Tis in my memory locked, and you yourself shall keep the key of it.
3: Farewell. What is it, Ophelia, he hath said to you?
0: So please you something touching the Lord Hamlet.
3: Tis told me he hath very oft of late given private time to you. And you yourself have of your audience been most free and bounteous. I must tell you. You do not understand yourself so clearly as it behoves my daughter and your honour. What is between you? Give me up the truth.
0: He hath, my lord, of late, made many tenders of his affections to me.
3: Affection? (laughs) You speak like a green girl, unsifted in such perilous circumstance. Do you believe his tenders, as you call them?
0: I do not know, my lord, what I should think.
3: Marry I'll teach you, think yourself a baby, that you have ta'en his tenders for true pay, which are not sterling. Tender yourself more dearly, or, not to crack the wind of the poor phrase, wronging it thus, you'll tender me a fool.
0: My lord, he hath importuned me with love in honourable fashion.
3: Aye, fashion you may call it. Go to, go to.
0: And hath given countenance to his speech, my lord, with almost all the holy vows of heaven.
3: Aye. Springes to catch woodcocks. I do know when the blood burns, how prodigal the soul lends the tongue vows. These blazes, daughter, you must not take for fire. From this time, be somewhat scanter of your maiden presence. Set your entreatments at a higher rate. In few, Ophelia, do not believe his vows. This is for all. I would not, in plain terms, from this time forth, have you so slander any moment leisure as to give words or talk with the Lord Hamlet. Look to it, I charge you. Come your ways.
0: I shall obey, my lord.
4: The air bites shrewdly. It is very cold. It is a nipping and eager air. What hour now?
5: Look, my lord. It comes.
4: Angels and ministers of grace defend us. Be thy intents wicked or charitable, thou comest in such a questionable shape that I will speak to thee. I'll call thee Hamlet, King, Father, Royal Dane. Oh, answer me! Let me not burst in ignorance, but tell why thy canonized bones, hurst in death, have burst their cerements. Say, why is this? Wherefore, what should we do?
5: Something is rotten in the
6: state of Denmark. Mark me, my hour is almost come, when I to sulfurous and tormenting flames must render up myself.
4: Alas, poor ghost.
6: Pity me not, but lend thy serious hearing to what I shall unfold.
4: Speak, I am bound to hear.
6: So art thou to revenge when thou shalt hear. Thou Hamlet, here. Tis given out that, sleeping in my orchard, a serpent stung me. So the whole ear of Denmark is by a forged process of my death, rankly abused, but know, thou noble youth, the serpent that did sting thy father's life now wears his crown.
4: Oh, my prophetic soul,
6: my uncle. I that incestuous, that adulterate beast, with witchcraft of his wit, with traitorous gifts, oh wicked wit, and gifts that have the power so to seduce, one to his shameful lust the will of my most seeming virtuous queen. Brief let me be, sleeping within my orchard, my custom always of the afternoon upon my secure hour, thy uncle stole with juice of cursed heaven and in a vial, and in the porches of my ear did pour the leverous distillment effect holds such an enmity with blood of man that swift as quicksilver it courses through the natural gates and alleys of the body and with a sudden bigger deposit and curd like eager droppings into milk the thin and wholesome blood so did it mine as was i sleeping by a brother's hand of life of crown of queen at once dispatched Cut off even in the blossoms of my sin, no reckoning made but sent to my account with all my imperfections on my head. Oh, horrible, horrible, most horrible! If thou hast nature in thee, bear it not. Let not the royal bed of Denmark be a couch for luxury and damned incest. But, aware thou pursuest this act, taint not thy mind, nor let thy soul contrive against thy mother aught. Leave her to heaven and to those thorns that in her bosom lodge to prick and sting her. Me well, at once. And you. And you! Hamlet! Remember me! O oh, all you
4: host of heaven! O oh, earth! What else? And shall I couple hell? Oh, fie! Hold! Hold my heart, and you my sinews! Grow not instant old, but bear me stiffly up! Remember thee! I, thou poor ghost! Whilst memory holds a seat in this distracted globe, remember thee. Yea, from the table of my memory I'll wipe away all trivial fond records, all sores of books, all forms, all precious past that youth and observation copied there and thy commandment all alone shall live within the book and volume of my brain, unmixed with baser matter. Oh, most pernicious woman! Oh, villain! Villain! Smiling! Damned villain! That one may smile and smile and be a villain. At least, I'm sure it may be so in Denmark. So, uncle, there you are. Now to my word, it is a Jew, a Jew, remember me. I have sworn.
5: What news, my lord? Oh, wonderful. Could my lord tell it? No, you'll reveal it. Not I, my lord, by heaven. How say
4: you then? What heart of man once think it? But you'll be secret.
5: I, by heaven, my lord.
4: There's ne'er a villain dwelling in all Denmark. But he's an arrant knave.
5: There needs no ghost, my lord, come from the grave to tell us this.
4: Why, right, you are either right. And so, without more circumstance at all, I hold it fit that we shake hands and part, and for mine own poor part, look you, I'll go pray.
5: These are but wild and whirling words, my lord.
4: I'm sorry they offend you, heartily, yes, faith, heartily.
5: There is no offence, my lord.
4: Yes, by St. Patrick, but there is, Horatio, and much offence too. Touching this vision here, it is an honest ghost, that let me tell you for your desire to know what is between us, O oh, Master, it, as you may. And now, good friend, give me one poor request.
5: What is't, my lord, we will?
4: Never make known what you have seen tonight.
5: My lord, I will not. Nay,
4: but sweat. swear Swear! <laughs> Say'st thou so?
5: O oh, day and night, but this is
4: wondrous strange. And therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. But come, here, as before, never so help you mercy, how strange, or odd soe'er I bear myself, that you at such time seeing me never shall note that you know aught of me, this not to do. So grace and mercy at your most need help you. Swear! Swear! I swear! Rest, rest, perturbed spirit. So, good friend, with all my love I do commend me to you and what so poor a man as Hamlet is may do to express his love and friending to you, God willing, shall not lack. Still your fingers on your lips, I pray. The time is out of joint. Oh, cursed spite, ever I was born to set it right.
0: Hamlet was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Katie Herbert as Hamlet, Philip Donnelly as Claudius, Jack Knight as Gertrude, Stephanie Hull as Ophelia, Robert Aldington as Polonius, Daniel McGinty as Laertes, Gareth Johnson as Horatio, and Andrew Faber as The Ghost. Title music was by Dream Cave, additional music by John Bjork, and sound recording by Stefan Medhurst. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.